the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Mark. Mark, See, I had Mark here. I had it written down as Mark. Nam Fon uh, of Pacific Private Money. Mark Honf is you. off today. Yeah, you tricked me. But you put on your Mark Honf uh, mask on, <laughs> and I couldn't tell. Uh, our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during the show. And that certificate is not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And again, I want to make a mention for Go Girl. Remember that drink? The energy drink? I told you about it last week. I've yeah, all this great energy. Try it out every time. I know. <laughs> I, I, I had some just before I came on. That's why I got all these, this energy. <laughs> so go to Safeway. Uh, or actually, I don't know where else they carry it, but Safeway has it uh, for like a buck fifty a can. Lots of energy. Good caffeine. Not the bad caffeine, but good caffeine. <laughs> All right. Uh, today's trivia theme is general entertainment. And our special guest today is Michael Snurley. Um, he is, uh, we're specifically going to talk about workers' comp insurance, but we can cover other kinds of insurance too. So, Michael, welcome back to the best of investing because you, you were on last time. I think we were talking about security issues, weren't you? Right. Yeah. Data yeah. privacy. It's great to be back. Though. Okay. Thank you. You're very, you're very welcome. So, uh, first of all, is, um, is there anything new going on in the workers' comp field? Yeah, there's always something new. Uh, the the newer trends are related to. I mean, everyone always keeps their eye on the rates, and uh, the the good news has been we've been the bearer of good news recently that the rates uh, published with the state have been consistently going down um, for multiple quarters now. So we're we're seeing some relief with workers' compensation rates in general. And is that because I'm going to take a, just a wild guess? If the economy is doing well, people are, are not as likely to get hurt and put in claims. I, there's definitely a correlation between okay. people's compensation and the amount of claims they turn yeah. in. That is, <laughs> yeah. There's a very strong correlation between that. And as compensation rises, there's less incentive for you to turn in claims. And so, yeah, exactly. yeah the actuarial data reveals that uh, there's not as many claim submissions. Um well, it, it, what's interesting about that is in, in the old days, I, I used to sell disability insurance, and you would think, okay, being, uh, let's say, a dentist, it's it's not a very scary job, you know, for right. hazardous, right? But when the economy uh, got hit hard, suddenly dentists were, you know, not making as much money, and suddenly, you know, their back was hurting, and huh. their, you know, this was hurting, that was hurting. I'm just picking on them, you know, for, for just this argument's sake, yeah. but... Uh, then insurance companies were getting so many claims that they some of them stopped writing dentists altogether. Wow. 
Huh. You know, and it's like, well, being a dentist isn't as, as uh, scary as, uh, you know, work being a, um, a skyscraper uh, right. a window washer, you know, as dangerous. But it's all based on claims. It doesn't matter really what the profession is, right? That's right. Well, and, and just to your point, uh, with certain construction yeah. class codes, uh, they're differentiated based on how much money the employee makes. So there's one class code for carpenters who make over $30 an hour, and there's another, which is... a you pay a le- lower rate for that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you pay a higher point. rate for carpenters who make less than $30 an hour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's a couple reasons for that, but 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 one is that carpenters who make less than $30 an hour tend to not have as much experience. Yeah. So they hurt themselves more. Uh, but they also have a little bit more, you know, psychological incentive to turn in a claim yeah. when, when you're not making as much uh, than when you have a good job where you're making a lot of money. Psychologically, there's a difference there. Is the workers' compensation benefit, though, different for like like on on um like if you claim unemployment insurance right it's based on what your wages are i would think the same thing for workers comp right well um, workers comp specifically workers compensation is for the medical bills that you would have for getting hurt but there is some gotcha. short term disability yeah. and long term disability mm-hmm. tied to it and it's that disability that is where workers may or may not have incentive to start hurting in certain gotcha. places if you know so that's where the difference is but yeah, specifically yeah, cuz medical cuz yeah, yeah it's mean, just the medical so if you if you go to the doctor have to go to the ER workers compensation is going to pay for that medical bill but then if you have to be off work for yeah. 3 days 8 days 6 months uh, then that's when those disability benefits from workers compensation kick so in so with unemployment being as low as it is are you seeing fewer claims Actuarially, yeah. I mean, based on what the uh, payroll and what the premium coming in is, the Mm -hmm. the number of claims is decreasing. Now, the number of claims in volume actually may be the same or more just because there's so many people working. But but by percentage of the premium paid, uh, definitely the claims being paid out are less than uh, by percentage they have been in the past. And have you found that the state compensation fund is a less expensive way to go than private? I mean, what's your experience been? So the, the value and benefit of the state compensation insurance fund is they have to, they have to cover everyone. And there are okay. some, cer- there are certain businesses and certain class codes within workers' compensation that are hard to place. Yeah. Uh, and state fund, as it's often referred to, is really the only place you can go for those. So that's, that's the one benefit. They're, uh, competitive in premium with certain class codes, but not all. Yeah. Um, and, and I will say the one challenge with state fund is that it's quite uneven. Um, they go through hiring phases, layoff phases. And so there's just certain times when state fund is really competitive, great service. Uh, but then six months later, it may be different if they've gone through a layoff phase and then now they have all new people, the service isn't as good. So yeah. it's a really mixed bag. Um, yeah, I've got some interesting... Uh, comments on, on, on that that I'll sh- that I'll share if you re- if you remind me about classification codes. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it can be a mixed bag on that. Okay, tell you what, we're going to go to our uh, first commercial break here. Uh, so again, we're talking general entertainment. Now, I remember this because as a kid, I used to watch this cartoon. <laughs> so uh, the first trivia question in the cartoon TV show Johnny Quest, 
if you remember that. Oh, yeah. What was the name of his dog? Oh, I know that. Oh, good for you. Yeah. All right. Call 888-912-1190. I think Michael's too young to, to remember Johnny Quest. I've literally never heard of Johnny Quest uh, or his dog. Yeah, John, Johnny or his dog, yeah. He, he was kind of like a... Um, uh, like Mission Impossible, but he was a kid, and he he, uh, uh, he had his, his dad was like a doctor, uh, uh, astrophysicist or yeah. something like that. It was actually a great, uh, great a great little one. Okay, uh, if you're the first caller with the correct answer to that question, you'll win the uh, free tanning certificate, which is worth over a hundred dollars. Um, so again, here in the cartoon TV show Johnny Quest, what was the name of his dog? Don't touch that dial. The best of investing. I'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, along with Nam Fon and our special guest, Michael Snurley. Uh, first trivia question, uh, entertainment here. In the cartoon TV show, Johnny Quest, what was the name of his dog? Bandit. Bandit. That yeah, is correct. I love that dog. I, yeah. I always wanted to name, uh, if I got a dog, um, Bandit. Bandit. Such and a cute it, name. Yeah, it was, it was the little white dog. Uh, yeah. I can't remember kind what of kind of puggish. Yeah, thing. exactly. And uh, what was his friend? What was the Johnny Quest's friend's name? Very oh, had turban? Yes. Um, was it... Hashi? Haji. 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 Yeah, wow. Right. I, yeah. I see. He was a Johnny Quest fan like yeah, I was. I was. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to make a quick mention here for uh, Hornblower. You know, what a great Father's Day gift that would be. Right? Nice little cruise on the bay. Uh, brews and cruise and views on the Hornblower Dining uh, Cruise. Uh, feast on an elaborate buffet with bottomless beer and mimosas on the Beer Crunch Beer Crunch, for Beer Brunch Cruise, there you go, or get dapper with Dad on a four-course seated dinner cruise. Uh, spend quality time as you cruise under the Golden Gate and around Alcatraz and relax while listening to live entertainment. Visit hornblower.com today. Uh, have you guys been on the Hornblower? Yeah. Oh, I have not. You have? It's awesome. They go underneath the bridge and, uh, you know, it can, it can get a little rough. But if it gets too rough, they just stop and they turn around. But it's kind of cool to be on the boat and look way up and see the, the bottom of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, I've never been under the bridge on a boat. It's, it's really cool. You've been on it, haven't you? Yeah, I have also been on uh, another a sailboat. It's uh, like a vintage sailboat. It's the Hawaiian Chieftain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I that. can't do that. that, that that'll get me seasick. They shoot a cannon, uh, fire a cannon. Without oh, the, cool. Without the cannonball uh, <laughs> up by Angel Island. And you can hear the echo. So anyway, wow. Hornblower is great, too. I've been on the Hornblower. Yeah, that's so, that's, that's a great. very cool thing. Okay, so we are in the studio here with Michael Snurley, who is an expert in insurance. Specifically, uh, today we're happening to be talking about workers' compensation. Um, and I had the little story that I was going to mention is that it's incredible sometimes how the classification that workers' comp, like from the state fund, wants to classify people where – um, I, I know this this company that um, has a campground, and a gen the general manager basically works in the office. But because sometimes she has to get up and go to the bathroom, which is outside the office, they basically, oh, I'm sorry, you're, you know, you, that that's dangerous. That's you're you're just like as dangerous as a repair person repairing saws and stuff like that. And it's like, and you can't fight it. Wow. And you're talking about a premium of probably what a thirty percent or so of the, so if I you're making imagine. so you're making you know ten bucks an hour and then you got to pay an extra the employer has to pay an extra three dollars an hour I mean it's just it's it's unconscionable. What would the difference be if if 
the bathroom wasn't out, outside. Like, well, you know, the, the I, I, no, I mean, they just basically been? just said everybody oh. has a dangerous job just Jeez. because they're there. And I said, well, you know, so, yeah, if the bathroom was inside the, the office, it's like, well, yeah, but she has to park her car and then she has to walk to her office. I mean, it's just like, come on. Yeah. Wow. You know, so there is a means of recourse, but it's uh, it's a little it can it can be positive and negative. We always uh, counsel our clients to tread lightly because they're going to come to a full audit of all the class codes so you may win on the one that you wanted to win on which Mm -hmm. would provide some benefit but then they may realize well actually these other three were also misclassified you know so oh yeah it's Mm -hmm. just it's it's one of those yeah it it can be uh, a difficult pill to swallow but sometimes it's sometimes not worth fighting uh just make everybody an independent contractor <laughs> which is another discussion <laughs> for yeah, hr yeah, yeah. Exactly. i mean it's can't, uh can't exactly do that but only yeah if they're really qualifying. The, that's uh that's kind of an employment issue but uber tried it and uh that's right they're Almost. getting along with it as i think still now uh, that that i can see because you really are you decide what hours you're going to work uber really doesn't have much control well the courts i think just decided that they uber has to prove it now so mm-hmm. the state is saying their employees you have to prove it to us otherwise whereas it was kind of in the past it was the opposite in the past where uber was saying they're contractors yeah and uh the, the burden was on showing that they were employees. Yeah, and you're seeing that more with the gig economy. I mean, there's so many services out there now where you know you essentially can get a part-time job. Yeah, right. Just doing stuff well, being with, part-time, you can be, still be an employee. Mm-hmm. But something like Uber, I mean, you decide what hours you're going to work, and you decide I'm going to take this job or not take it. I mean, otherwise, you know, anybody who's let's say a CPA or a, a lawyer who has their own business. I'm sorry, you're an employee. You know, it's just, it's sort of like, you know, the IRS basically, or I I should say Congress, because they're the ones who actually make the rules. The the rule is everything is income. Everything. Mm -hmm. Unless they specifically say it's not. So in other words, when like, okay, let's say you bought IBM for a hundred and then a week later you sold it for a hundred and one. If they didn't specifically put an exclusion in there for the cost of the hundred, they would, could actually theoretically tax you on one hundred and one dollars, even mm. though you only had a, a dollar of profit, because mm. they, because you you received one hundred and one. Right, right. But there's a specific law that says, well, we'll 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 be nice and give you credit for the fact that you actually had to pay a hundred dollars. So you have basis in that. But can you imagine that? That way wow. they capture everything. So that's what the state of California sounds like. What they're doing, saying, look, everyone's an employee. Now you got to prove why you're not right, uh, specifically with Uber, and and it does relate to workers' compensation because when you have yeah. a high class code, the temptation for those employers is to make everyone an independent contractor, yeah. and so the Cal- state of California has had to define their rules very clearly as to what is a W two employee and what is a ten ninety nine contract. And it's not just workers' comp; then you have uh, unemployment, unemployment insurance, insurance, and you have right. FICA, and you have all these other things you got to you got to pay on them. Well, with companies like Uber and Lyft, it's probably a race to autonomous vehicles. So, you know, so there is no driver. Yes, and but then they're going to tax the car as an employee. <laughs> you know? and, then, and then the, the car, car gets, gets a flat hurt. tire. Yeah. yeah, car gets flat tire and puts in a <laughs> claim. <workers> comp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Nam, you want to ask him about the, any uh, fun stories, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, so you see, you probably see some some people who try to bend the rules a little bit. No, <laughs> in California, come on. Well, anywhere, I suppose <laughs> it's probably human nature. But you know, do you, you you probably have some stories around the water cooler of yeah. egregious uh, claims, but. Uh, uh, you probably can't talk about them, but they well, probably... Yeah, just don't name names. Yeah, 
names. Yeah, you know? yeah I won't name, name no, names. Uh, yeah, there's certainly cases where that look quite suspicious to us, um, but our role as broker is to advocate for both the employer and the employee. So we ourselves cannot make the judgment, nor should we, uh, nor sure. are we called to. So mm-hmm. it's not a conflict of interest, the fact that you're kind of representing both parties. Right. Because um, oh, okay. we, we want what's best for both. We're going to advocate for both. That's our goal. Um, we want employees treated, and if it's fraud, then we believe that that will come out in yeah. a proper investigation, which is what the carrier will do, yeah. and sometimes have to go to court. But I think the funniest one, this wasn't my client, but and, it and was... I t- and I tell you what, I want to, I'm, we're going to tease the audience, because you got a funny client, you got a funny story to tell. I got a funny tell. one. Oh, good. Um, so, audience, you're going to stay with us. We do have to cut to another break. We, we have these things called hard breaks, so the right. station actually says, yeah, got to cut out at this time. No... No ifs, ands, or buts about it. All right? So here's our second trivia question. Uh, in the t- I'm, I'm not going to sing this one, okay? Not yet. <laughs> Maybe when we come back. <laughs> not ever. <okay>. Not ever. <laughs> Thanks. So, yeah, you love to hear me sing 10 or, 10 or 15 miles from here. Okay. Which TV show's theme song starts with the words, Come and knock on my door? You know this one already? Yeah. I didn't even sing it to you. <laughs> A lullaby. All right. Uh, call 888-912-1190 for the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. Which TV sh- theme song starts with the words, come and knock on my door? Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon and our special guest, Michael Snurley. I should say, and our special guest, Michael Snurley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second trivia question. Which TV show a theme song starts with the words, okay, Michael, sing it to us. Come and knock on my door. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, What's that's excellent. That Three's Company. Pretty. Three's Company. That's right. Very good. See, he remembered the I theme, knew the song, but the not song, the name of the, the show. show. Yeah. Okay. Um, Good teamwork there. Yeah, very. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we teased the audience uh, just before break about uh, coming back with a funny story about workers' comp. Go ahead. So th- this wasn't my client, but the best story I've ever heard was uh, a housekeeper fell down some stairs and got hurt, obviously. Um, and when asked, and, and didn't even necessarily need to share this information. This is not n- necessarily pertinent to okay. the claim. Uh, but when asked how it happened, she said that a ghost pushed her down the stairs. A wow. ghost? Yeah, because workers' comp is a no-fault type right. of Right. So if you fall thing. down the stairs, you're hurt. But when asked what happened and how it happened, she said a ghost pushed her down the stairs. But again, it didn't have any uh, bearing on the claim. Right. If she's hurt, if she's, hurt, she's, she's covered. Hurt. Uh, but... Does she, she not know that, and that's why she maybe. came up with that? I don't or, know. Uh, or yeah, she's just you crazy. Know that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a good point. Maybe she thought, if I can like show that it's not my fault, yeah. I get paid. You know, it's so funny, because from the opposite end, uh, and Michael comes from Kentucky, which is where my father-in-law came from. Now, this is, these are, this is how Kentucky thinks, okay? So my father-in-law was hoisting up about 4,000 pounds worth of stuff. He was a moving man. And it was about 10 feet high, and the rope broke, oh and gosh. it hit him on the back. And it and he didn't get knocked out, but it broke his back and both of his knees 
I mean, this guy, he was in a wheelchair for the rest of his life because of it, oh right? Wow. So he's in the hospital and, and, you know, hey, Duke, how you doing? Oh, mighty fine, mighty fine, you know? And, and, uh, and so I said, listen, it says, I go, you can't really work anymore. And, um, and so, you know, we got to figure out the forms and, you know, get the attorney involved. No, 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 I don't, I don't want to take advantage of nobody, you know, no insurance company or any of that. So I said, Duke, I go, this is the opposite of, taking advantage of somebody i said we're trying to just get you back to square one right you know and uh, and so he got some small thing which was just it was ridiculous because he just because he didn't want to take advantage of anybody yeah even though he's in you know all that pain and it wasn't his fault and right you know all that kind of stuff and that's, that's what it's there for too but that's that yeah, generation. generation exactly self-sufficient you know yeah no government need. handouts right yeah versus <laughs> there was another person who was a cleaning lady uh-huh. who was making you know minimum wage she claimed that she fell down cleaning a shower and suddenly and this was uh, apparently a um, let's just call her a a rather large woman, mm-hmm. right? And she claimed basically she can't work for the rest of her life. And the and state compensation board paid one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. And this is somebody who makes about twenty thousand a year, and just she claims she just apparently you know she got a hold of some friend who got a hold of an attorney who called you know yeah. yada yada yada, right. and it's like you know and now people don't really understand why our rates go up the way they do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know yeah and it's funny it's so funny because you know you have all these situations where people are kind of going um you know yeah stick it to the insurance company and and all that but it's like if you stick it to the insurance company then everybody's gotta pay yeah so you don't want to give someone a million dollars for you know a little tiny claim i mean it's it's funny even it's funny strange let's say with pg and e Right, people want to penalize them for the fires that happened in Santa Rosa, and I can understand that, right? But the problem is, they just basically then go to the PUC and say, "Hey, we lost a billion dollars because of these claims. Everyone's rates got to go up now." And the PUC says, "Yeah, that sounds that makes sense." So you have to be kind of careful what you wish for, right? Yeah, right. you just you you want it to respond when it's supposed to respond, but yeah. when there's fraud or you're trying to stick it to them and add extra, then that. Those costs get passed around too. Okay. So, Michael, you have a lot of knowledge in uh, in workers' comp, and then I know you do other uh, personal lines, uh, or I mean, uh, business lines, commercial lines, commercial yeah. lines. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the name of the company you work with? International Pro Insurance. Okay. Uh, offices in Nevada, San Francisco, Menlo Park, and San Jose. Okay. And uh, how do people get a hold of you if they have questions? The best way is by phone. Uh, okay. My office line, direct line, is four one five two two three five five four nine. Four one five two two three five five four nine. Okay, very good. Um, speaking of the fires, uh, Nam, a, an email came in, and it says here, uh, this was for either you or for Mark. It says, I've heard that you may be needed to provide loans to the fire victims in the North Bay. Why would that be? Didn't fire insurance cover the losses? Yeah, so uh, we're getting more and more inquiries, um, not just from fire victims, but but from developers who are acquiring some of the lots and okay. building, uh, building, you know, rebuilding. Um, so, you know, it's interesting. I went to a meeting, a couple of meetings. I spent a lot of time in the North Bay this week, uh, in, in Napa and Sonoma counties, uh, and I went to in Santa Rosa. Um, went to Coffee Park um, oh, yeah. this week, and it's uh, really sad. To see imagine. how mm-hmm. flat and uh, empty everything is, but the positive is there's development going on. There's rebuilding, so there's there's homes going up. There's contractors out there. Is it all like quote cleaned up? I don't think so. I don't know. Really? That it's clean. I mean, I mean, you know, the, generally when the looking around, all the debris like is yeah, gone. Okay. Um, so 
So to that extent, in terms of have they removed all hazardous waste, I'm not sure. Um, but the interesting thing is their 66% of the claims have not settled yet. So mm. they're in Coffee Park. And so that's 1,200 months ago. Yeah, yeah. 1,200 properties. Uh, 66% of the claims have not been settled. I, I wonder, like, Michael, in your experience, what, what would be stopping um, claims on, on the kind of situation with fire victims? You know, it's it, it really is carrier by carrier. Yeah. And this is where, you know, we would advise insurance is just like anything else. You get what you pay for. Uh, and if you get a bargain basement carrier, uh, you're going to get bargain basement service uh, okay. with bargain basement claims handling. Um, the carriers we've tended to work with uh, in, in that area especially have been paying out the claims right away. Part of it, I think, is related to carrier uh, the carriers. Um, we've heard some bad stories about certain carriers. I won't say who they no, are, course, but no. uh, they've they've really drug their feet. Part, and, and part of it is related to the catastrophe, catastrophe of it. Uh, you know, if there's one home that burns in Coffee Park, even if it's a bad carrier, they may pay it. But if, if, yeah. if a carrier has like 14 homes in Coffee Park and you got to pay out on all those yeah, at right. the same time, it really hits into your reserves. And so carriers tend to be real slow in paying because it allows them to... Getting premiums the, from the other... Yeah, the right, cash yeah. flow issue uh, is... is, is it, do they do reinsurance too, don't they usually? They, they, yeah, sometimes? they have reinsurance. And I mean, in to, to sell an insurance policy in California, you have to prove that you have enough money in reserve to pay your claims. Yeah. Um, so that's part of it as well. But, um, you know, I, I think a lot of it just has to do with, um, you know... I'm guessing that that statistic has to do more with fully settling uh, a claim. It could be. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so part of the reason why people need private money is uh, the the appraisal the appraiser who did this presentation said the cost of raw materials yeah, has just gone up so much. Yeah. It skyrocketed because there have been catastrophes all over the country. Yeah. So everyone's fighting for the same, you know, whether it's Houston, here, Southern California. Yeah, wood, nails, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. I'll tell you what, we're going to come back to that. Uh, gotta, these breaks come fast, don't they? they fast do. and furious. Okay, third trivia question. What Tom Cruise movie takes place in the year 2054? futuristic movie, all right? Call 888-912-1190 for the first call with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Phan and our special guest, Michael Snurley. Uh, question number three. What Tom Cruise movie takes place in the year 2054? Come on, uh, sing it for me. Yeah, no, sing it no, for the me. The theme was pre-crime. <laughs> was it really? I, yeah, I, that wasn't the name of it, but it was... Uh, you that know, was the name of the, the, the uh, song, really? I didn't no, know that. no, that wasn't the name of the song, but the, the, the idea oh, of the it idea, was... Oh, the idea, that's right. Yeah, you get arrested for some for, for some crime, you crime that you would have eventually mm. committed, which is kind of an interesting theme for Minority Report. Yeah, that's it. That was the name of it. Ah. All right, so Nam, you're talking about um, providing loans for fire victims and yeah. because raw materials. Okay, go ahead. Raw materials, um, you know, people's the replacement cost essentially to rebuild um, is, is skyrocketed. Okay, so someone had, uh, let's say, let's just make it simple, a million dollar house. Now, part of that's land, part of it's house. You don't insure the land; you insure the the house. 
so many people are going to be underinsured. Uh, I guess, you know, for the most part, people try to get the least amount of coverage in theory because nobody ever thinks their house is going to burn down. But if you have a first mortgage, the bank's going to say it has to be a minimum amount, and then there's replacement costs and all this other kind of fun stuff. <sighs> yeah. um, <laughs> uh, and it, is that what you're finding, is that a lot of people were just were underinsured? Yeah, they're underinsured, and uh, so now the cost, whatever they settled with, um, is still not enough to cover the rebuild costs. So, And so can they just get a loan from the bank? Um, you know, some people you would hope. Could, I'm, yeah. I'm sure many yeah. people could, but some people maybe aren't in the credit you know, position or can't Yeah, because some of those know, people in Coffee Park had, yeah, uh, some people probably had really good credit scores yeah. and, and uh, good income, and other people may have been you know, semi-retired or just or, did, yeah. or just had bad credit. Yeah, they're just a hair off, or, or maybe yeah. they can. I mean, obviously, we, we just don't lend to anyone. Yeah. So that we have to see a an exit out of our loan into a conventional uh, sometime in the future. So I mean, just like anyone else who comes to us, then you know our underwriters look at their qualifications for, not only for our loan but for the exit. So some of the people are actual homeowners themselves, and some people would be contractors who are I don't want to call them speculators, but right uh, who who are looking to. Um, yeah, and respectively doing. Yeah, to, yeah, and right now we, um, I think there's seven, there's sixteen property lots on the market for sale, right now because the people probably just took the proceeds. Yeah, and said, you know what, we're just not going to rebuild. We're going to move. Yeah, and so there's sixteen, which is, uh, according to this appraiser's report, is trending up. So you're seeing more properties come on the market. How much are the lots Coffee going Park. for? Uh, median, I think, was like a hundred ninety thousand. For Coffee Park area, yeah. Um, for Fountain Grove, which is another yeah, area that was hit really area, hard, yeah. it's it's closer to two hundred or three hundred thousand for okay. the lots. And there was uh, there were more lot sales at the beginning. Now it's starting to taper off. So I thought that was interesting. But hmm. you know, to rebuild there, it's going to cost even more just because the footprint of most of the homes was, you know, larger. significantly larger than Coffee Park area. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what kind of terms would you be charging? You think on those? You know, depend. You know, on on some of the construction loans. Yeah. Gosh, I I don't want to put numbers out there. I'm not the expert on that, but Matt okay. Cordes in our offices. But you know, probably in the nines, tens, right. somewhere. Okay. So again, people they'll go to the bank first if they can. If they can't, then Pacific Private Money might be able to. Yeah, and no, for out. the construction for banks, that's that's it's going to be harder for builders to go to a bank. Um, yeah, for the builder, sure. Yeah, so that's something we specialize in. Something that we're really gearing up for. Um, and then where do you guys get your money to go ahead and provide uh, that? From you, Edward? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, from accredited investors. So the flip side of our, the other side of our business is our fund, is the lending component where, you know, the, the where does that funds come from? It comes from accredited investors throughout the Bay Area, Northern California, uh, who are interested in earning returns in 75 to 8% range. So they can invest with us, $50,000 minimum. Uh, we, use the fund, we use those proceeds. We put them in a mortgage pool fund, and then we deploy them uh, across loans throughout California. Okay. And uh, do you have a deal of the week for us? Deal of the week. Uh, this one we just got. This one is a son who's looking to purchase a home. Can't qualify on his own uh, just because his income um, isn't all. He doesn't meet bank qualification from in, from an income standpoint. But his parents are going to help contribute, okay. and they're going to use their property as collateral. Oh, and they're going to be co-signers. So, you know, not typical, um, not like your typical bridge loan that we do, but just another type of loan that uh, that we get. 
And so we're seeing, uh, you know, as private lenders, the interesting thing is no two loans are the same. Uh, so one yeah. week we'll have our typical bridge loan or people moving up or moving down and but not wanting to list their home first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this week it was a scenario where the parents are going to come in and help and use their property as the collateral. Yeah, so. and I heard uh, some borrower recently, um, like referral of a referral, where everything is perfect except the borrower changed jobs like three months ago. And so even though he's in the same business and his income's probably a little higher, they just said, well, wait, that's a new employer. Yeah, that's a recurring theme. I mean, yeah. we see a lot of borrowers. Well, um, we see borrowers in the past who've come through just because they haven't met the employment uh, seasoning. Uh, we had that. Millennials, yeah. right? <laughs> or that attorney. That attorney who, oh, yeah, who had not seasoned. Right. Very, very high-powered attorney. Um, had only been with this company 18 months. And, um, you know, made more money in a year than he needed for the actual loan, right? Yeah. This is in Napa. So we tell this story all the time at all our He events. wasn't an attorney, but uh, he worked for a big computer company. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So but anyway, his income was, was far and away, you know, more than the, than loan. the actual yeah. loan amount. But the conventional lender said, listen, you've only been at your job for 18 months. We need 24 months of employment seasoning. Yeah. So we put him in a loan. He refinanced in six months. Yep. And everyone won. So it was great. And what kind of yield are you paying to the investors right now? Um, seven and a half to eight percent. So Okay. And so you're talking about conservative loans. I remember, uh, I think we mentioned this, but uh, there was a loan that you guys did not too long ago where uh, the purchase price was 800000 and the borrower came in with $600,000 down. Couldn't get a two hundred thousand dollar loan. Wow! Because the six hundred thousand was gifted, from, right? gifted to them, and it hadn't been seasoned enough, mm. and they were in the process of selling their other house in Novato. Right. So uh, you know that's a, that's a pretty smoking hot conservative loan. Yeah, and uh, if I understand correctly, the banks because it was gifted, there's a new or tighter restrictions on gifted money. Because of AML compliance, anti-money money laundering compliance. That's right, yes. and that's actually something we should spend a little bit of time on a, on a future call, yeah, or a future that's right, show. Because that's, yeah, I asked a banker about that, and yeah. uh, he worked for one of the big banks, and he, I said, "What about the scenario?" I said, "It seems like it'd be a really good loan. Why wouldn't a bank do this?" And and uh, he says, "Well, because when you have that kind of a large down payment, there uh, there's the assumption that there's money laundering, hmm. and you have to prove that there's not." And then he said, "And so when it comes from the parents." Then it's like, well, now we have to look at the parents. Where did they get the money? You wow. Know? And they just did time and time and time. Yeah. And, and that adds, yeah, yeah, that just drags out the process. Exactly. Wow. Uh, we have another minute before we cut to break. Uh, any other exciting things you want to talk about? Uh, well, I think just uh, in piggybacking off the idea of the fires, uh, you know, of course, when people talk about insuring their property, they always want to have it at the lowest limit, yeah. which is which is uh, wise. But at the same time, you know, you do want to take into account the fact that it can happen. Yeah. And when it's catastrophic like this, you do get the increase in materials. Right. So whereas like maybe today it's $400 a square foot to rebuild your house, if it's a catastrophe, it's yeah. going to be 550 Gotcha. Um, so you want to think about that when you put your limits together and you also want to uh, have a carrier that gives you that wiggle room because uh, yeah. there are carriers that will build in the wiggle room for the higher limits. Oh, really? And then the event okay. of a catastrophe, so you okay. get automatic replacement costs. So that, even if it jumps thing. up yeah. to, you know, and up to code too. They, that's exactly. Everything. So you just want to make sure those things are in place. Uh, and you know, there's, you pay a premium for that, of course. But when you need it, it's worth having. 
Yeah, I can't imagine the premiums too much more because, it, again, it, you know, the odds of someone's house burning down is fairly small. Right. It's very small. And, and look, you know, uh, I know people don't like paying insurance premiums, but it's actually one of the most... Uh, I don't know. It's my favorite thing in the world. High-valued <laughs> investments yeah, yeah. you can make. It can. Okay. All right. Don't touch that dial. When the best of investing comes back, we're going to have some closing comments. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host. Of course, I'll be Edward Brown all day today, but it's the last <laughs> time for the show, uh, along with Nam Fon and Michael Snurley. Um, we didn't. We already asked our trivia question. So, Nam, uh, if people wanted to learn more about Pacific Private Money and their fund, you, yeah. have an, you have events coming up, right? Right. Specifically for the Pacific Private Money Fund, we have an event coming up on Tuesday, June 19th from 6 to 8 p.m. in Walnut Creek. So to register, give us a call at 415-883-2150 or go to our website, www.pacificprivatemoney.com. It's going to be at Momo's. Momo's. Yeah. And if you just want to learn about borrowing, go to pacificprivatemoney.com. Okay. Give us a call, too. All right. Uh, off air, we were touching, uh, just the three of us were talking about earthquake insurance because Nam had asked uh, Michael about that. And uh, can you clear up a couple of things on the earthquake insurance, what, what the perception is and then what reality And is? also the premiums, how they've gone yeah. down. Yeah, the premiums have gone down dramatically. So uh, this is a great time to purchase earthquake insurance. Um, it's it's very cost effective at this time, whereas it has been in the p- years past cost prohibitive. Um, and then another thing to keep in mind, sometimes uh, people see that 35% deductible uh, on their earthquake insurance quote, and it turns them off to it. But uh, one thing to keep in mind is you don't have to have the money to get uh, the insurance's money. You know, So if you have a $500,000 home, and that's what it costs to replace, you don't have to show them you have $150,000 before they give you their money. Uh, you just They'll just write you, if it's a total loss, they're just going to write you a check for the three fifty dollars or so. That, the net. Yeah, yeah, of what they owe. And then you just have to come up with the rest, and maybe you could use uh, Pacific Pacific. Private Money to, yeah, exactly, to yeah. you know, fill the gap. Um, so it, it's it's something that I think um, more and more people need to be thinking about at this time. Okay, so if you had a $250,000 loss because of, of the earthquake, then they would just say, well, the deductible is 175000 yeah. and give you the they just give you the rest, and then you would, you know, you'd have to be on the hook, and hopefully you have some cash reserves, but if, if, if you needed um, some extra money, there's a, a great place I know to go to. Yeah, <laughs> and then also, uh, you were mentioning off air about uh, the fire, because like in, in the San Francisco earthquake in 06, it was really the fires that did right. most of the damage. Right, so... Uh, if 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 the damage to the property uh, is caused by a fire, then your fire insurance picks it up. If it's caused by an earthquake, it's the earthquake insurance picks it up. Um, so if if there's a fire that's caused after the fact of an earthquake, after yeah. an earthquake, um, then it would be your fire insurance that responds to losses of fire. And what's that term that you used earlier? I th- the, the the doctrine of concurrent causation, which was yeah, yeah. A, a California case uh, out of Southern California, having to do with uh, the Northridge one. No, floods. It wasn't. It, it wasn't an earthquake case. Oh, okay, it, it had okay. to do with like some oh, some floods and then uh, mold. Or yeah, and then other things <laughs> that came up afterwards. So, so if you're if you if you have an earthquake and your house maybe doesn't burn down, but the earthquake causes like foundation issues and then the walls. I mean, is there? I guess you have to look at just 
strictly what the fire did. Right. Yeah. yeah. And 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 of course, you know, the insurance companies have phenomenal adjusters that can tell if it's arson or if right. it's and, and phenomenal uh, lawyers. That's a... that's right. So you, you don't have to worry about that. They'll they'll make that call yeah, for I'm you. Sure, I'm sure they will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. All right, uh, Michael, give out your information one more time. People have questions on insurance. Sure. Feel free to call me at four one five two two three five five four nine. Very good. And non. To uh, give us a call, call us at 415-883-2150. If you want to find us online, go to www.pacificprivatemoney.com. And, you know, one last thing, too, yep. is don't forget about privatemoneyloans.com. If oh, you're interested right. in trustee investing, that's privatemoneyloans.com. Okay, register there, and you can get some good deals. Yep. All right, thoughts for the day. Be miserable or motivate yourself. Whatever has to be done, it's always your choice. And the greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over another. Right? Isn't that true? 5% That's of true. what happens to you and 95% of how you react to it. Yep. Otherwise, you look at people in Africa, starving children, and you go, you have no right to be happy. <laughs> right? But for some reason, not everyone has got a frown on their face. <laughs> All right. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. Wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's Business Leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.